Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Best Seller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with T.A. Laser. She is the author of Organization Culture Killers, How Leaders Build Cultures of Success. It's great to have you with us. Thank you for having me. And Tabitha is the T and TA. Correct. You're the yes, first. Ma'am. You're the first Tabitha I've met. Uh, great to have you with us. This is your first book. Yes. Yes, it is. So Very tell us about the genesis of it, writing about workplace and the culture. Is this based on personal experience? Yes. Yes, it is. Through through 25 years of senior leadership, uh-huh. I have seen what really good looks like, and I've seen what really awful looks like, and have been keeping notes the whole way through. Mm-hmm. And it really got to a point where I was seeing it over and over and over again, especially as I got into a consulting role. Yeah. So I took all the notes and I said, there's information we need to share. There's value. here. Yeah, there's value here. And honestly, I was getting a little frustrated Mm -hmm. that I wasn't able to impact more people by sharing the learnings and just took a a leap of faith Uh one day and, and went and resigned from senior leadership. And last May just started working on what I thought would be one book. Uh huh. Yeah. And, and it's just evolving, right? Yeah. So. Because I noticed on the cover, it says deadly expectations. So that's the first you, you told me in a series. Yeah. So that it started with one book and the book was going to be about this big. Okay. And I was so, I was so upset when I pulled all my notes together. I was like, nobody's going to read this thing, right? It's going to be too big. Mm-hmm. Stephen King, you know, you don't have <laughs> yeah. anything on me. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> And I was talking to dinner and my son said, why don't you make it like the Magic Treehouse books? You know, uh-huh. and my market is the future leaders, okay. the millennials. And I said, great, yeah. you know, great idea. And so I broke down my notes into 10, um, what I thought would be the series, 10 books. Wow. And as I wrote the first book, it ended up being this big. Uh-huh. And so I broke that down even further. So what you have here is Deadly Expectations is this book set. Okay. In the series. And there'll be four books in this set. So is this what not to do? Because there's the word killer and there's a toe tag and there's a bullet and a smoking gun. There's a lot going on. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. It's, it's really the, the things that can damage an organization's ability to succeed. So cultures can't be killed per Mm -hmm, se. mm -hmm. I just love horror. So I wanted something shocking. I was going to say, (laughs) when I saw this, I wondered if it had sort of a horror slant because of all these things on the cover, these subliminal messages, so to speak. Yeah. I'm a huge horror fan. So I Uh just wanted to take that approach more to get people's attention. Um, And you can't really kill the culture, but you can kill your ability to succeed by having a culture that doesn't align with your expectations for success. 
Okay. So if you part, you're not going to attain success. So is that the biggest mistake corporations are making? Uh, I think that that lack of alignment. I I think that's part of it, but it really goes down further to the that organizations are not defining their expectations Mm -hmm. and building a strong foundation to support a culture of success. Okay. Right. And if that's not strong and and built well, hence why I started with this first. Right. Right. The next one, the next set will be on leadership. Okay. Leaders. Um, But if that's not strong to begin with, I don't care if you have the best leader in the world. Mm. It may be good while they're there, but if they get hit by a bus, it falls apart. Correct. So you've got to have that strong foundation. Tabitha, I did want to ask you to define organization. Who is this targeting? Organization could be... It's not just a corporation or a workplace. Right. It could be a place of worship. It could be a school, maybe. Yeah, right. a team. Um, so originally, I started with this being business culture killers. Ah. And as I got into it, I, I was interviewing others because these were my learnings and experiences, but I didn't feel like it was thorough enough. So I started interviewing other senior leaders uh, and subject matter experts world leaders, government wow. officials, people I can't mention names for, hence why there's I no names in the that. book. You yeah. said, yeah, there are no names yeah, in the book. No Very names. Interesting. Yeah. How did you get access to them? I just reached out to them. A lot of them via LinkedIn or my other connections would, you okay. know, uh, say, Hey, you need to speak with this person. Right. And, uh, had some amazing conversations. It, I think one of my, a couple of my favorite comments, one was, I, I read every business book that's out there and I can't believe that this doesn't already exist. So there's nothing like this on nothing, the market. Nothing. Wow. Nothing. And it goes back to what is this earlier when you asked, is this the bad things that folks do? Is this what we're doing wrong? And it's, it's a little bit of that, right? It's here's the, the things we're doing that are hurting our ability to succeed. Mm-hmm. A lot of times with the best intention but it's also what should we be doing to eliminate these deadly practices from our organization so we can achieve sustainable success. Right. So success long for term. more than just, hey, we're successful this yeah. year and then we crash. Long term. Like long term. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's got solutions in there as well. Yeah. So give us some of the tools, the takeaways to, to achieve to achieve that. Yeah. There's so many. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there's so just, many. Just a, yeah. A little nugget yeah. or two. Yeah. Uh, a, a good nugget to look at is, again, you need to have a strong foundation. So how do you get that? I mean, what do you mean by that? Yeah. So when you're setting up your organization, and by the way, if you're already established, you can still go back and correct things. Um, But you want to first really think about it. Where are you going to build your building? Right. When you go planning and picking your Mm -hmm. your plot of land, you need to define what success means. Yeah. Right. For you. What is success? If it changes every day, you are never ever going to have a culture of success ever c-suite radio when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply so is this for the C-suite? Is this for anyone in the organization, in the culture? Yeah, this can be anybody in leadership or who wants to be in leadership. Okay. 
what I've learned is a lot of the things I'm sharing are things that current leaders already have learned the hard way. Bumps, mm. bruises, school of hard knocks, right? Right. So the feedback I've got from current leaders is this is great. One, it's big font, so we can read it without trifocals. <laughs> I agree. I agree. There's, it, it's nice because you do have some nice big quotes and yeah. kind of the, your eye goes a few different places, so it keeps you engaged. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's easier to read. But they think it's a good refresher. The mm. ones that come to my Leading Beyond Best presentations, they think it's a great refresher. They also are usually shocked to learn that the millennials and the younger ones in the room don't know these things. So something we do as we grow older is we tend to forget we learned it the hard way Mm. and others may not know what we know. And so if we're not educating and mentoring that younger group as they come up on the things we've learned, where are they getting it from? They're They're not. not now because they don't stay long enough. True. They don't put up with the stuff we did. Right. It's a fair fair point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we also didn't have as many options. We didn't have as many options. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, We had, you know, more of that. You need to stay in the same job for a long time. Mm -hmm. So this is the feedback from them is this is geared to the future leaders to teach them the things we've already learned so we can actually progress quicker than we are currently. We're kind of stuck in this rut. Yeah. You know, where we're not sharing what we've learned, so we keep repeating the past. Yeah, I mean, that's what this book is really about. It's about, you know, not repeating these same mistakes over and over and over again. But how did you go about gearing it toward millennials? Was it just the layout or the wording? It it started as four existing leaders. And in my interviews, one of the interviews was was a senior leader that is a millennial. And he just, it just dawned on me while we were talking. He goes, why are you writing this for them? They already know this stuff. Write it for us. Huh. We need this. Right. And I went, oh my gosh, you you do? Why? It was like an, another epiphany, right? And from that point forward, I, I, also, I have ADHD and I like things broken up to where they're easy to understand, bullets, things like that to right. the point. Um, and I have children who you are in that millennial bracket and they, they don't like the big textbooks either. Yeah. So yeah, that's when it was like, okay, what is the best way to approach that and breaking it up into short, easy to read sections with takeaways for each along with action. So if you notice in the back of the book, yeah, there's notes for you to actually commit to things you follow Very up smart. with. Yeah. Very so smart. as you're going through, you take the notes and if you're an existing leader, you rip them out and delegate them. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. And if you're a one, you know, a future, yeah. a future leader, you keep those and make a book of them as the different books come out. Mm-hmm. And that helps you, you know, how you can impact success quicker than right. others. So what is your advice, Tabitha, to leaders who are trying to keep up with the millennial workforce and they have to adapt because they are the future of the workforce. Mm-hmm. Are, are they not adapting as fast as they need to? I think there's a, a big disconnect and it's not just the millennials. I, I don't think across the globe, I don't think we do a good job at building leaders. We build managers, directors, So that's an interesting bosses. distinction, yeah. Uh, when I went to school, I had homework assignments. I did, you know, I had to turn them in. I had to follow the rules. I had to walk in single file line. Right. Da, da, da. I went to college. I had to do the test. I structure, had to do the right report. We continue to do that. It's all structured. It's not leadership. Now, mind you, there are some things out there that help some 
people who get engaged learn some leadership skills. Right. But personally, I went through everything the U.S. had to offer and still stank as a leader. I was awful at it. And I actually had a leader step up and recognize my potential. And he said, I, I think I see where the disconnect is. You, you don't know what it means to be a leader or how to do it. And he sent me off to some training that was like, you're locked away and in the middle of nowhere with no internet and mm -hmm. really taught to understand other people, understand yourself, how to lead, what that really means, inspiring people. Right. I want to surround myself with people that are way better than I am so they can excel. Yeah. And I feel proud because I get to uh, lead mm -hmm. that group versus pushing them. Right. But it's a fair point. I mean, yeah. where, where do we learn leadership in, in real life? Like There's you said, you, you went through all the structure, but at the end of the day, it, it's interesting that you kind of recognized yeah. that There's, there was something, you know, a missing piece there, there for is. you. And I don't want to upset anybody, but a lot of folks point to organized sports or uh, military mm -hmm. for leadership. And that is a type of leadership, but it's more of a command, demand, control leadership versus an inspire, motivate leadership. And the millennial group coming out, guess what they want? They want the inspire, motivate, support leadership. And we don't have that out there. All the leadership books out there, a lot of them are like case studies on this company was successful because of this. And then later on that company fails. They're not actually focusing on what skills do we need to be a leader? Uh, one of the presentations I do is communicating better. Mm -hmm. You know, how do we communicate better to achieve success and be happy with where we work and be happy with the people we work with. Mm -hmm. So you'll see people blaming if you have a bad boss, you know, yeah. everybody leaves people a bad like to, boss. Yeah, point fingers. Yeah, but guess what? If I have a bad boss, how can I impact that boss? How can I coach and, and help him grow? That's a, a leadership. Yeah, it's a fair point. Uh, well, the book is terrific. It's different. It's mm. unique. Yeah, in your own words, it's a horror story kind of slant, uh, which keeps it exciting and energetic. And you mentioned nine more. Oh, no, series? there's four in this set. So I'm. it could be up to 40 books in the series. Wow. It depends on each set, how long of, they turn. A lot of culture killers. Oh, uh, there's a lot. <laughs> well, we look forward to having you back. And thanks Thank for you. being here. Thank you for having me. If you'd like more information on the book, just check out our website, csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterville. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.